Hello, episode 23 here of the Developing Your Football World podcast. I'm at Ward. Today I'm on my own, walking and talking on my own, because there's a few important topics, or at least one important topic, I think, uh, we need to think about more and talk about more, and I'm not sure if we are or not, so I thought I'd bring it to everyone's attention, or give it a little bit more attention. And just uh, help to gather some thoughts on on this subject. And whilst having a nice little daily walk to keep me fresh, keep the mind ticking over, I thought I'd go through the points at the same time while I do it as well. So what I'm looking at here, and I've been thinking about it for a, a few, and I've been thinking about it for a few days now, is uh, whether or not the same amount of clubs and academies are going to be starting back up or opening back up again in the UK. Well, and if we want to go further afield, not even in the UK, but wider apart uh, across the world. So if we think about it before the pandemic happened, if we think about how many clubs or academies or let's say coaching roles there were in the first place, it was already competitive enough without everything going on shut down and everything being closed and uh, everything coming to an end. So as coaches, we've got to be looking at the, the bigger picture here for ourselves. You know, a little bit selfish. But these are going to be really, really difficult times. If, if we think that the times are difficult now, just wait until things do open up again. And then we, we may start to realise that we're struggling for, for places or we're struggling for roles for coaches to actually fill. So... We don't know yet. We'll get a clearer picture when it's decided or we see how many teams, how many clubs will continue or those who won't be able to continue. So already you've got the, the lower leagues who have uh, stopped the seasons because look, they, they run on gate receipts, on merchandise. They can't afford to pay full player and staff wages when games are not happening. So. In my opinion, that makes sense. But you've got to think about how long it's going to be until the clubs come back or return or before they do actually return to normality. Now, even when they do, or even when clubs start to decide, yes, we still want an academy at these age groups, yes, we're still going to have a reserve team, or non-league clubs start thinking, yeah, we, we still need coaches, we're still going to take part in this league, the question is, to what capacity? Are they still going to be offering full-time roles? Or are they going to be more affected and, and limit the full-time roles, if any, and just get by on part-time roles uh, as they already do now? Because I'm sure everyone can agree, there's still a huge amount of part-time roles which clubs get away with, and the known fact of the, the poor salaries being offered as well for professional coaches uh, which isn't entirely great but now is there even better reason for clubs to tr try and kind of hold back on paying out as much money as possible and I really believe that we're going to be seeing a bigger influx of part-time roles outweighing full-time ones I think clubs are going to try and operate to be more cost-effective of course, you're going to have the Premier League setups, which may be hard to afford it. But then again, some of them can't. You know, cl clubs 
I'm just picking a, a club off my head, uh, but there's more than just this one. Maybe Burnley. Burnley may not have the, the deepness in the pockets to continue all the community work, as well as all the academy work, as well as supporting the first team and the reserve teams and whatnot. So straight away, there's going to be cutbacks on all possible initiatives, what they're already involved in. You know, like in the, in the football in the community schemes. These are all offering full-time roles as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually get cut back to part-time roles or if they get cut back and cut out altogether. So now as a coach, okay, you, you may have been put on, on furlough, that, that word what everyone loved to band around. No one knew what it was before they started using it, me included. So you, that may have happened, but you may actually get back to work or the time may come around for work to start again and then you may be told that actually I'm sorry you're gonna have to be let go because it's been decided or when they've sat down and actually got all the numbers together the numbers don't plan out the numbers don't calculate and they still have to make cuts so maybe putting people on furlough was a nice way of basically letting you go but just giving a little bit of hope which you know okay it's, it's at least it's a more positive thing than just being fired straight away but this could happen also. And what about all the coaches who were let go? I mean, you, there's a few British coaches in Australia what were working for the, uh, the different federations across the country, just let go, gone, that's it. So when this is happening, you need to really have a look at your situation now. And not to say, look, everyone should be worrying, where's the, where's the next paycheck gonna be and everything, but you need to, at least be aware of the potential happenings of what may occur you need to kind of be thinking about what you are going to be doing to either get your career back on track or minimum get a role or even I hate to say it just get a job anywhere doing anything it's literally getting close to just hitting the reset button and I think this is something that we need to be talking about more or at least thinking about more and if you're not already thinking about it, I really, really suggest uh, to, to start giving it some thought now. So just a quick example about how kind of adversity affects people, but how you can also be flexible and change the direction. So I've, I've, been, uh, I've been reading, I've been listening to some podcasts, and there's a, there's a guy who started a business. Uh, he started a business and the, the virus heavily affected it. So what he did, instead of just thinking, oh, that's it, I'm finished, I'm done, everything's lost, he used it to his advantage and he just changed his business scope into something which would be of value during the pandemic. So he actually started uh, selling bread-making equipment because everyone's at home, everyone's looking for something to do. Cooking food or making food, it, it gives you that kind of realism, that normal feeling of safety and security, what we do in our own homes. And uh, he, he made a huge amount of money and a successful business out of it, just from changing his mindset and, and recognizing that there has to be change made for him to survive. Uh, that's what he did. And, and this, this may need to happen with uh, some of the coaches out there some of the ones who who haven't got a role to go into 
or who's going to struggle to find a role. And I wish it wasn't so, but I've got a feeling it, it may be uh, it may be due to happen that isn't that potentially isn't going to be enough roles for everyone. There's not enough roles for everyone anyway. So what are the surplus of coaches going to do? Like, literally, what what are you going to do? And this is what we need to be talking about now. So, right now, it's all well and good, everyone upskilling themselves and webinars and courses and everything to do with football. But is there anything else you can do? Can you upskill yourself and develop yourself in other ways which may be useful to help you get a role or in some kind of business terms which may be a step away from football? Just in case, just for the time being, just in case it's needed. Can you become a fitness trainer, a fitness instructor, a personal coach? Can you actually <laughs> learn how to cook, how to make bread and sell it? Are you going to start your own mini farm with chickens and, and sell eggs or whatnot? You know, these are just very, very quick off the cuff uh, examples. But this is a type of thing we should be thinking about now. So just going back to trainers, fitness coaching, personal training, you know, are you able to upskill yourself in any other way such as becoming a driving instructor? And no one wants to think like this. No one wants to think of anything else but coaching football. But this is just in case. We need it just in case. Otherwise, there's going to be nothing. If there's nothing, then nothing is nothing. At least if you've got a just in case, we live to fight another day. So can we upskill ourselves in different areas other than football just in case? What other vocational skills have you got? What other experiences have you got which you may be able to use for yourself? Maybe staying in football, are you going to go away from actually looking for a club or academy to work for and work for yourself? Are you going to offer one-to-one -one private sessions or small group sessions? Are you going to open up your own skill school? Are you going to open up your own academy where you, you, you're bringing overseas players in? You know, these are some things to, to look at as well. Now, yeah, everyone's tr trying uh, podcasts, websites or, or, or whatnot. The market's saturated now. <laughs> I mean, uh, or, or already, I, I know so, so myself, job sites, saturated. I've even had people talk with me, pretending they want to work with me, and then they try and steal a few ideas. It, it's saturated. Um, it, it's not going to be successful. It's hard, hard work. But there are other areas what you can work on. Again, I'm going to go back on myself, going back to the fitness instructor. No. Can you train to be a sports uh, masseuse? You can do that alongside fitness training. Then you're actually offering service to people in your local area, a few miles from your area. Something you can do on your own and get paid for your time by the hour, just like you would do as uh, a part-time coach or a zero-hour coach, which gets paid as they coach £20, £30 an hour. This is something you can think about as well. Can you start a conditioning business, football conditioning? Can you uh, start studying psychology and, and do some sports psychology? You know, what other things can you do now to be thinking further afield outside the football coaching? Just in case. Just in case. Keep it in mind, okay? Another thing on this, on this same similar topic is what happens if tomorrow all of a sudden social media closes down like it's probably not going to happen right but it's something that crossed my mind if, 
if a lot of people, especially coaches, depend on social media, you know, what happens if one day we're without it? Have we got a physical business or a physical way of still making the money we need or getting our message across or communicating with our customers or fellow coaches or whoever it may be without social media? I mean, if something was to happen in the internet, if something was to happen and the internet just crashed altogether one day, then it's those who have got physical businesses or physical assets which, uh, which would be the ones surviving. So, you know, if we're going into kind of thinking the biggest what if, the biggest what if ever, you know, that, that's something to think about as well. That's a really huge what if. What if social media had to close down? What will we do? Have we got a physical way of, of still doing what we do now? It wouldn't be the same for sure. But let's say you are a, a coaching company who delivers one-to-one -one sessions. You know, how, how do you communicate with a wider field? How do you attract more customers? These are some things that we really want to go in depth about it in detail that we need to plug into our, our backup strategy, our plan. Because I have been thinking about that as well lately. I've started accumulating more physical assets. So I've started, you know, getting more properties to rent out even though if it's Airbnb type, okay, actually making money from physical things you can see, you can touch, you can feel. So, okay, if I'm in Taiwan, you rent out a house, you separate with different rooms, you rent them out again, just like thousands and thousands of other people doing. At least it's physical, but then again, how do you promote it? How does it work without the internet? Maybe that's going too deep, but you never know. Uh, I've started investing in in stocks and shares also not a safe bet you know they took a massive drop in in this during this pandemic time and one thing I'm, I'm really into now and I really believe in is cryptocurrency again not totally safe like it's meant to be a safe for gold right but who knows if gold will have value or, or what will happen with gold what happens if cryptocurrency takes over gold and then gold becomes worthless? This is why nobody knows, but instead of putting all your eggs in one basket, you know, if we can spread it out a little bit more across different areas, then at least you've got one thing covered as a fallback. At least. So that's a, probably the best thing we can do. Try and have as many options covered as possible. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't go thinking you're gonna return back to your nice full-time job as before. Maybe you won't, I hope, I hope you will, but maybe it won't happen. Let's be ready for that. Remember, check out my videos. I, I, I do some videos on YouTube. You follow my YouTube channel, uh, Matt Ward. <laughs> Pretty simple, really. Uh, and I talk about kind of how to utilize part-time roles and not to frown upon part-time roles you can really make good use out of some part-time roles which can lead into even bigger things and even bigger roles you just got to you just got to do your best to you just got to do your best to do what you can out of them and have a good attitude about them as well and treat them just like a full-time role you know you may need to have well most certainly an additional job next to a part-time coaching role but that's only a vehicle
to keep you going and pay the bills whilst your real aim is the coaching, the part-time coaching. Some non-league managers, part-time, right? But they do well. They win leagues, they win matches, and uh, they end up going into uh, full-paid management roles. Okay, It's what you make out of it. And again, go back to that scale of sacrifice, zero to 10 scale of sacrifice. Zero, you're not willing to sacrifice anything, meaning your flexibility is zero. It limits your opportunities. It limits the ability to create opportunities or create your own pathway. If you're closer to 10 on a scale of sacrifice, zero to 10, you're closer to 10. It means that you're willing to really put yourself out. You're really willing to sacrifice a lot and there's not many barriers what are gonna stand in your way. So this is another thing to take into consideration when we do go back. There's gonna be coaches out there whose uh, scale of sacrifice level is closer to a 10. Are you going to compete for them valuable roles which may be quite scarce when you're up against coaches who are willing to do anything to do what it takes to get that role even if it's a part-time role even if it's eight hours a week how are you going to compete against them if they're willing to move city to get another job alongside it and their flexibility is much much higher than yours and you're not willing to so there's another you know, quite a big topic to, to look into as well for example like some coaches, when I, when I posted some, uh, some roles online uh, about going to China, everyone's laughing, who wants to go there? Why would you go to China? This, this is people with such a, a, a narrow mindset. Well, you'd go abroad right now, as long as they accept people from abroad, because they're way ahead of the UK and football is already started there. So it's very backward and very narrow-minded thinking if you're now thinking, oh no, I don't want to go to China. Oh no, I don't want to go to Asia. Oh no, I'll get a virus there. I'll be more afraid of staying in the UK, to be honest. So, you know, try and think bigger picture. If not, your choice, but you could find yourself being left behind. I hope not, but it's just a reality. And the scale of sacrifice, zero to 10, is another thing to take in consideration. Another thing to uh, address if you need to and another thing to see if you need to try and work on it or improve on it if you can. But just to finish off, I really hope it doesn't come to this. I hope that everyone can get their jobs back, what they previously had. I hope that people can find new jobs. I'm also doing my best to make sure that people have some roles to go into as well. If you're 30 years, 30 years old or younger, there's going to be a hell of a load of opportunities out in South Korea you can go into. There's always some Chinese gigs you can go into. There's going to be a lot more coming up. So feel free to follow me on Twitter, on LinkedIn. My Twitter is at uh, MattWardy1. So at MattWardy1. Uh, LinkedIn, just search for Matt Ward. You'll see my no hair head. And also got Facebook page as well, Coach Matt Ward. Uh, you can contact me personally on uh, matt at mattwardconsulting.com or matt at britishfootballcoaches.com and also if you're a British, Irish or Northern Irish coach you're not already a member of a British Football Coaches Network you can go to britishfootballcoachesnetwork.com get yourself registered give me a shout if not I'll see if I can get you an, a nice deal and then we'll try and get as many opportunities on there for people as possible for you to start looking at. And just stay alert. Just stay vibrant. 
keep your eyes and ears open and although we need to always think positive ahead we've also got to think readiness for the worst case scenario so if just in case it does happen we are ready and we've got alternatives give yourself options don't be left with zero options thanks for listening i hope it's got you thinking a little bit more stay tuned and subscribe to the developing your football world podcast so the next time a new episode is out you will get notified right away stay strong stay happy keep going